Welcome to the Vita Foods Insights Podcast. Join us as we explore the latest in science and innovation, helping the global health and nutrition industry connect, develop, and progress. Today's host is Charlotte Bastianza, Associate Editor. Hi, and welcome to another Vita Foods Insights podcast. I'm joined today by Blas Goyup, who is chairman and founder at Pharmalinea, and who has been on our podcast numerous times before to talk about some of the challenges and key factors relating to product development and supply chain. Welcome back again, Blas. It's so great to have you. Great to be here. In light of the coronavirus outbreak, it's evident through sales spikes that consumers have been frantically topping up on products and supplements to support an immune system. And similarly, I think some brands have been trying to accelerate products to market because there's a perception of quick commercial wins here. Um, but of course, we know the time needed and the process involved in launching an immune health product to market is really lengthy and sometimes complex, especially for the brands looking to develop a product that's that's high quality, that's safe and, and adheres to its label claims. So today we're talking about whether now is the right time to launch an immune health product to market and how to make this sustainable in the long term if they do. I'm so blessed. Pharma Millennia is an expert in private label with a range of finished products for immune health. So I imagine you're actually in a very unique position to understand what some companies are looking to do or have already done on the back of the coronavirus outbreak. Um, What are some of the things you've noticed over the past few weeks in terms of interest in this category? This is a a very good question. Uh, I mean, uh, the immunity segment, of course, is seeing uh, tremendous growth right now. Probably any company that uh, that you ask uh, will say that the the issue right now is 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 the supply chain, not so much the consumer demand. And there are numerous companies uh, wishing to 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 do quick launches, which uh, let's say with the simple products, it's it's quite possible to do depending on the territories, and uh, especially depending on the regulatory statuses. Uh, of course, Europe, uh, you can see, you know, most of the registrations in, in most of the countries is quite simple and quite straightforward. And even what we're seeing right now is that uh, the the processes are being, let's say, supported to make them as uh, fast as possible. Also, the, the public institutions are, let's say, recognizing the need for the supplements because uh, as I just asked myself a question last week, you know, what can I do uh, to protect my family? Basically, it's just, you know, uh, <laughs> healthy lifestyle and taking supplements. There, there is no other solution to to make sure your immune immune system is protected. Uh, but of course, then we come to let's say two groups of of uh, of choices that that uh, each company is making today. Are you looking at the opportunity which is here at hand, and there is uh, tremendous uh, demand for the products? Uh, and you are, and then you're probably launching a very simple product, uh, recognized product, probably with uh, some beta glucans, with elderberry, something you don't need to explain. Uh, something that there basically just needs to be a supply on on the existing demand. And then uh, then there is a different, uh, let's say, approach that you could take also. And this also really correlates nicely with the with the, I've just been reading a, a strategy report from Boston Consulting Group and the the main the main main priority of management these days should be looking not 
how to survive from day-to-day business because let's say we are the sector which uh, we can see that there will be growth in the future as well uh, is more of a priority of a long-term strategy and where you want to be as a company and as a brand and where you want to grow long-term because uh, one way or another the world will settle in settle back there might be a recession there probably will be a recession but as we're looking back at the 2008 2009 crisis or even 2012 health claim crisis in uh, let's say uh, Europe uh, the market always picks up and uh, yeah we can see this so the second the second variation would be okay you're launching something with added value something that needs more explanation that needs medical detailing maybe and this is something you don't want to do from today to tomorrow which would be the case with the first option of launching a very simple recognized supplement based on current demand. Thanks, Blas. I think that framework is really important. And as you mentioned, I think um, the economic crisis is inevitable. And having that reassurance that the market will return, you know, it just requires a bit of patience and some careful planning. But to provide some context around time frame, if we consider what the step-by-step process would look like of developing and launching an immune health brand, or, or finished product, what should that look like from, you know, understanding market competition, identifying the right ingredients for product development, and of course, ensuring that these products are safe and compliant. How long would a process like that actually take from start to finish? For us as a private label company, where we already uh, produce uh, and have uh, stability proven products uh, on our, let's say, typical product line, that that would be quite a simple uh, project uh, and the most, let's say, time uh, time it takes is is depends on the local market. What are the regulations? What are the the requirements local? It, the, do we as a manufacturer also need to be registered? Does there need to be a review of our company, et cetera, et cetera? This is more like, uh, let's say, if you look at the Middle Eastern company. Uh, countries or, or Southeast Asian countries where you see more regulatory demands. Whereas in in EU, you can, you can be very fast to market and especially people doing private label or even our colleagues from contract manufacturing companies, we can be very fast at doing this. Uh, of course, we, we are still talking, let's say, uh, best case scenario, 45 days time to market. Of course, these days, the question also being uh, the supply chain. How well are are we equipped with uh, having the supply? Because also the supply chain on the immune ingredients is uh, is getting more and more limited, and this is one of the facts. Of course, it will take some time to rebound, and uh, due to the let's say Chinese temporary shutdown, there there is some, especially in vitamin area, there is some delays, which are only going to happen because of a Chinese delay plus the increased demand. So we are going to see uh, some struggle in the supply chain. So that will be an issue that we will have to be very careful with and the brands will have to be very careful with in in the coming future. So yeah, in theory, you could be looking at the 45 day time to launch uh, for a simple product ready to to launch with uh, stability studies done on it. So, you know, you have a stable proven product. And then, of course, uh, the world will not end in the next three months, and the the, the market will not disappear in the end uh, in the next three months. So it's only the question of the strategy. I mean, I mean, when we're talking 
company is looking at more strategic perspective. They're saying, okay, yeah, we're interesting in, in immunity segment, but we're interesting to basically have the product on the market in September. Because that that's if you want to do things right, of course, you have to do a lot of planning behind it. You have to make sure marketing and sales strategies are in place. Make sure you have the key opinion leaders on board. Uh, if you want to do it the right way and the, let's say the way to not only look into the current, let's say, opportunistic scenario, but go well beyond that because the, the world can end in, in the next three months. Since this podcast is related to Vita Foods Europe, it's the perfect time to interrupt and remind you that you can find all the information you need about the show at vitafoods.eu.com. Now back to Charlotte. And Blas, so I agree with you completely. There's a lot of factors to consider here. What, what the regions that you're trying to target, as well as what your long-term strategy might be, those will all be things that will impact the overall timeline. And having that framework of understanding, I think, is really, really important. So let's, you know, sort of talk a little bit more about, you know, these companies that are really trying to launch something to market quickly in the immune health category because it seems like an opportunistic time to do that. What are the considerations here versus, you know, lots of sales quickly, but does that really make for long-term sustainable growth? Uh, There's certainly an opportunity here for brands to emphasize the importance of building long-term prevention through immunity supplements and correct nutrition at the consumer level. And, you know, if this trend is followed, it inevitably means we would have sustainable long-term commercial growth for the brands in this space. What are some of the risk factors at play here if a brand does look to accelerate a product to market quickly? Would this be a case of lots of sales quickly? But, you know, how would that look in the long term? Yeah, the long term is, uh, you know, the, <laughs> it's about the brand and the brand value. So uh, do you really want to launch a quick supplement, which you may have an issue or, or you know, you may get some negative feedback on or you want to be careful about what you're doing and you recognize that the value of, of, of the brand and the your value proposition, what you're actually doing with the company, with your company mission, takes priority to the to the short term, uh, let's say, opportunity, which which is clearly here. Uh, the way we're seeing is, you know, if we will, if we as Farmalinea will miss out on some opportunities, that's OK. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of companies will take a hold on. To this one, there will be a lot of people investing, promoting their products for immunity. You will even see some, let's say, very basic, to say the least, products uh, being promoted heavily. And and of course, the consumer these days, you know, the the information which is available and uh, the time to to make a decision, and uh, maybe even the panic state of of some consumers will will actually confirm that there is an opportunity, and some companies will will. Even, you know, if I may use the word exploit the situation, uh, we're not there. We don't want to be there. We're we're really careful about uh, consulting our partners that we don't think, you know, that that's the area where they want to be. The the world doesn't stop turning. The world didn't stop uh, moving now. It it will continue to move. So uh, going back to the basic strategy, maybe doing a review if the strategy is still correct for the future but sticking to that and not looking at the opportunistic market unless you're an opportunistic company and but you know that's really not our playing field so but that will be a big chunk of of let's say business if you want to put it that way yeah 
Um, so, Blas, do you have any thoughts about how brands can actually improve their communication at consumer level around this messaging of long-term prevention and ensuring that brands are not jeopardizing their brand image by hopping onto this coronavirus quick cure bandwagon? The huge brands really going through, let's say, promotion through doctors, through pharmacists do face an issue right now because, of course, naturally, doctors are not available right now and should not be for, for promoting uh, or being have, getting their time for education on the supplements. So um, forgetting about the situation at hand for, for time being, of course, the, the brands, uh, they need to look at the science, first of all. Uh, and through the through that science, they, they can then uh, lead forward. We've seen, although I, I have to say, I, I've just seen one of the big American brands launch a new immunity product. Uh, I would say that probably this immunity product was planned for the launch in autumn, but uh, because it's a well-conceptualized product, well thought thought through, and I, I can just comment on, on, on launching that type of product. So where the brands really uh, have an issue right now is, is communicating because there is way too much noise over over immunity. What they can what rely on is their brand strength, their brand power, their position. Of course, people will want to uh, go with uh, secure brands. Um, what we're seeing with some of the big guys is is that they you know they're a bit more conservative, a uh, bit more risk averse. So they're you know even pulling back a bit and saying, okay, we'll wait this out because they can afford to do so because there is so much noise and, and they do have the fear of, you know, damaging their brand, looking at, you know, as basically uh, exploiting the situation. And if you're a brand who are looking at it from a long-term perspective, you will have. But communicating to consumer these days on immunity is, is, is a huge challenge. And uh, there's so much overlap of information, of availability. The, the best thing that we would recommend to our clients is to keep to keep on what you were doing before, because this is what will get you through. Because if your if your strategy was was uh, the right one before this health crisis, it will also be after this health crisis is gone. And not look too much into the opportunity here and now. Of course. Meaning that if you have a supplement ready for immune system, you had one, you're launching one, or you plan to launch one uh, in the autumn, yeah, go ahead. I mean, there will still be plenty of demand, but do it the right way rather than do it the fast way. If we look outside of this period and consider the immune health category before and after coronavirus, where are the gaps of opportunity for this category? We're hopeful um, things will return to a form of normal in the coming months. And when that settles, we, we will need to consider the next generation of immune health products. This is already a competitive market, as we've highlighted, and even more so at this time of the outbreak. Uh, so what do you think product developers need to be focusing on to address consumer needs and provide a point of differentiation in, in a market that is already quite saturated? Of course, if you look at the market, I mean, you first you start with commodity-based products, which is I don't know your your basic vitamin C, your even the vitamin D these days is being let's say if uh, promoted a lot as uh, relevant for highly relevant for immunity. Then you have the traditional herbs, which is I don't know the elderberries, the echinacea, and this type of herbal herb-based uh, products. Then the next step, of course, is that uh, Quite recognizes the beta glucans, uh, well, I mean, being probably the 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 market leading with the science that they have, 
uh, we're we're a bit on a different note. Of course, we have uh, we have a added value vitamin C lineup uh, ready and launched in quite a few places, and of course, that is seeing tremendous growth right now. Um, the other one where we're uh, investing a lot and we're just uh, clinical study being finished is is on our. Uh, Qimmun product, where there is a specialty ingredient and the and the product development, which was done three years ago, and a two-year ongoing study uh, that is finishing right now. We're seeing this as maybe uh, giving more science behind the product. Is is where the the only real long-term opportunity is because okay, right now, can you sell a vitamin C? 500 milligram capsule or tablet, yes, you can. can. Will you be able to do it in 12 months time? Well, I highly doubt it because either A, the, 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 the demand will not be there as much as it is right now. The supply chain will, of course, follow the need. So there will be enough supply and there will be the big brands which will have the, the place and the channel strength to, to go over anyone. So unless you're the price leader, well, good luck. Uh, the added value is the one that basically, because we are seeing in general before the crisis, we're seeing a lot of hesitancy going into immune system, immune, let's say immune cold and flu uh, area, because it is a super crowded. It is super huge, but it's a super crowded category. So yeah, what we are doing on, on let's say, uh, for our clients is we have invest we have been investing with our par partner for past two years and a half developed a new product going through the clinical study to confirm the efficacy we have done the study on 200 children finishing right now and we do believe that the only through science only through added value only through proving that this exact product works not on, based on some bibliographical data that uh, uh, you copy and that you claim that your product will work the same as in that study, that if you have a product where you have proved the efficiency on this exact product is, is of course, including the safety and uh, putting the, the brand power behind that, that this is, uh, this is the only way to basically uh, invest, heavily invest even in, into the segment and get, uh, get the, the space there and get, get the attention that, that uh, it needs. I think it's quite reassuring to hear that there are, um, you know, future opportunities, gaps in the market to provide um, products of differentiation in a very competitive marketplace. Plus, thanks very much for adding your thoughts around, you know, this very important topic of, of brands looking to accelerate products to market quickly, um, jumping onto this coronavirus bandwagon. There's obviously very complex layers involved in, in developing a product that is safe and stable and high quality. And I think the smart and the big brands are really, you know, they're very knowledgeable about the fact that there are no quick wins here sure. that will um, create long-term and sustainable um, commercial growth for these brands in the space. But there's certainly lots to look forward to in terms of innovation. So that's very reassuring to hear. Um, thanks very much again for joining us on another great podcast. It's always super to have you. Charlotte, you know, as everyone's saying it these days, stay, stay safe, stay healthy. Yeah. But I, I'd also like to add, you know, the world will not end, yeah. No, it, it, exactly, this will pass. So good luck to everyone. Thanks, Blaz, we'll see you in September. Bye.